We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we get started on today's show, big ups to the members of the Patreon. We got Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Daniel Gibson, Derek Platies, Devin Rondon, Ryan Pisner, and Corey Johnson Hoops. All of you should have gotten merch by now. Hopefully, and you get lost in the mail. But for use, use <laughs> for these names that I just mentioned here, you guys went streaking. You kept your clothes on, but we're adding more clothes to your closet. Sent out merch as a token of my appreciation for the contributions to the Patreon, as well as what one of the perks is for the tier that you're in. So to that, I say, congrats! Thank you so much, Ryan. Sherbert, aka Rune, and Marshall, thank you for your annual pledges to the Patreon. Your merch is on the way as well. By the time you are hearing this, it should be on the way. Though I did send your stuff later than I did everyone else's because I'm an asshole and I forgot. And it was Friday. I did a lot of drinking this weekend. Shout out to Casamigos. Not a sponsor, but they should be. And also a pledge, $10 tier. From Alexander. One name like a Brazilian soccer player. So, while we're here, as I talk away from the mic, podcasting 101, don't do that. Save 15% off your annual annual membership to the Patreon. You get two months free if you pledge for an entire year. And if you do it in the $5 tier for the whole year, you get a item. If you do it in the $10 tier, you get a hat and shirt. In the franchise tag, you get four items. In total, you're going to get the two that you would get for going streaking and then two extra items. And then in the Supermax, if you just sign up for the Supermax for just one month, you're going to get free merch item upon sign up. And if you pledge for the whole year, you're going to get a bomber jacket, which those bomber jackets are not for sale. And right now, there's only one of one made. The other one is being made for Mr. Nick Chavez, who has pledged a career. Ready for this? Over 1,000 American dollars to the Veterans Minimum Patreon. Shout out to Nick Chavez. Great guy. So, today's episode. Last thing I'll say about the Patreon. You could have heard it already. If you are a member of Patreon, have uploaded it on there. Impy and I, biggest storylines of the AFC East. Additions, subtractions, players to watch. And yeah, you can actually get thursday's episode on the patreon as well with overtime mikey mike kaufman really really dope conversation 
podcast and chill. It's been a while. And then you can also get next Monday's episode. So a lot coming at you on the Patreon. We're starting to ramp up the content. So I pre-recorded a couple episodes just to give me a time to just step away and just decompress. Because, man, come August to about the Super Bowl, we're, <laughs> we're going deep, baby. We are going deep. And we are cranking them out. Hey, yo, over here at VM. Got a lot of fun stuff planned. So, yeah, hope you guys enjoy this one. Impy's back, and we'll catch you guys next time. My guy has been waiting for this division preview with that jersey, eh? Let's go. I'm hype. I can't wait. We got the future. The future? It's just going to take a little while. A lot of teams might have the future. Think about it. A lot of young quarterbacks in this division, You know what it is? Because teams aren't afraid to move on right away. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the famous Bill Parcells quote, you take the wrong quarterback, it sets your franchise back 10 years. Yeah. Now it's like two years. Guys, they're not afraid. They're, this new regime's come in way faster than others or way faster than historically. Um, and then also, once you find that guy, it co- you forget about it. It don't matter. Who cares? I think Keep drafting them. The perfect Cardinals. The Cardinals are the perfect team to be able to read about that quote, think about that quote, and then think of them. Like, they spend a top 10 pick on Josh Rosen. The next year, they give up on him. Mm-hmm. They draft a quarterback number one overall, and now no one remembers Josh Rosen. Except for me, who was holding on stock until like halfway through last year. <laughs> yes, you did. That's that's you're big on that, though. Ah, oh, man. Um, it's clipped, though, for that. It's quiet. It's I'm, quiet I'm that. pumped. Um, general outlook for the AFC East. I mentioned this on the NFC East pod. I think the divisions are going to be similar in a sense that there's three teams that are going to be fighting for the for the crown, and I think they're going to beat up on each other. I think the Bills, the Patriots, and the Dolphins are good teams, and I think it's going to be a three-team race the entire season. I think the records are going to look similar, and uh, the Jets are going to fall behind a little bit, and that's fine. It's a rebuilding year. Just have the young guys show out. Let's get the quarterback looking good, and so on and so forth. So, uh it's going to be a very competitive division, I think, at the top. What hmm. about you? I think I'm fascinated by what happens with the quarterbacks in this division. Because was last year an anomaly for Josh Allen, or is that who he really is? I think it's who he is. Was No, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was more so just like making a statement as opposed to like wanting a rebuttal. But that was good, though, too. Like Tua... I think I think last year he's coming into that season off the surgery. There's no off season. There's no training camps. There's no like interactions and shit. Like you didn't get the OTAs, none of that. Yeah. Which for a young quarterback it's important. It's important. And they really coddled him a lot. Third offense in three years as well, to be right. fair. And I'm not the biggest tool guy. Right. But right, right. You know, that's so and then, you know, the, the Jets moved to Zach Wilson off yeah. Sam Darnold. 
the Patriots draft Mac Jones, your boy. Yeah. They still have Cam, though. They still got Cam. Let's see if Cam, if that was last year, all the weapons that they had was the issue, or was it him? Yeah. I think it's the weapons. You went from Demir Bird and Ryan Izzo. Is this your addition? Are you starting additions? Nah, oh, we're just, just talking okay, in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, you know, Cam looked good early in the season, caught COVID. And then is when he sort of spiraled off. Yeah. And not for nothing, the Patriots went 7-9 and nine last year with a roster. That should have went 5-11, five and, five and 11, yeah. Of course, no one would ever say this, but one can argue it was one of Belichick's best seasons as a coach. They had guys opting out left and right, offensive line, linebackers. Everyone across the board, they opted out. That team had more opt-outs than I don't even know. I can't even count. They, they had, probably had the most. They had the most opt-outs, and it segues into my biggest addition, getting back Dante Hightower. It's amazing. Because he was the leader of that defense. Belichick has been on record saying that he's one of the smartest players he's ever had from his first year in the league, just gave him the playbook and was able to just master everything. He's like, he's the guy that is in communication with Belichick from the defensive end, defensive end of the, the football. You get him back. Leader of the defense, held out all of 2020 because of COVID. Now you get back him, who I think their defense is going to be their strength, yes. fair to say. Remember the year before the COVID season, their defense was elite? Yeah. Elite, elite, elite. Uh- well, oh, they didn't play great teams. They played like a bunch of They were still elite. Fair. Play who's on your schedule. Fair, fair. Their Some defense in fantasy was outscoring people on offense. Right, right. Yeah, I remember the Patriots' defense was winning people millions of dollars in DFS because they at one point they were like forty eight hundred. Yeah, which is you know usually a defense will go up to like thirty six hundred is like the most expensive. Mm-hmm. But you're basically paying like. Emmanuel Sanders value money wise for a defense and people weren't doing that. But I think Dante Hightower coming back is a huge addition because he wasn't there last year and just everything that he brings to the table for them is is fascinating to me. I guess it's weapons for Cam. You go I I mentioned this, you go from throwing to Demir from Demir Bird and Ryan Izzo to you know, say what you want about Aguilar. He's a starting NFL wide receiver. Whether you gave up too much, that's another conversation. They had the money to spend. I think they gave out $150 million guaranteed. That's like unlike Belichick. Mm. 160 in, to free in free agency. That's How so, much of that was the Bucks winning the Super Bowl and trying to bounce back from I see. I don't I don't necessarily think that's the issue. I think that it's something that they've never done historically. They've never really spent money. Do you do you think it was a it was there's something personal there? I don't know if that's the case. I just think Cam Newton has weapons now. He's he went from throwing to guys that no one's ever heard of to throwing to Aguilar, Bourne, John Smith, Hunter Henry. They have weapons now. Like, let's see what you got. And then look, if it doesn't work out, you got my boy Mac and Cheese. Mac and Cheese, that's your guy. He's you still wearing fifty, by the way. Because Belichick don't give you a quarterback number unless you prove yourself or something like that. But everything I'm hearing out of Patriots camp is the kid looks good. Huh. Even Cam is talking high, highly of him. So yeah. whether Cam gets hurt, one, no, whether Mac Jones is the one that comes in, because if I'm not mistaken, Hoyer's there as well. Room's a little crowded. We'll see. But I think it's, I think it's, uh, just in general, I think it's the, uh, it's Cam weapons for Cam and all the guaranteed money they gave around. Nah, it's definitely the weapons for Cam because I think you see it happen a lot with players. Like, is it, is it your situation that you're in that makes you bad and unproductive, or is it your shot? 
I think we're going to find out really quickly with Cam if that's the case. I do know that there was a lot of times where he kind of like, kind of like. The mechanics were off. Nah, but he kind of like cricket through footballs. Like they would just one hop to wide receivers. Like wide receivers would be open. And then he would just like low ball them. Like you're throwing the ball down to, to first base. He said he hasn't been healthy since 2016. He said this is the first season that he's healthy since 2016. I should have worded that differently. He's healthy. Yeah, you know, outside of COVID, he didn't suffer any injuries last year. Well, he had the shoulder from the year before. That's what I'm saying. So, like, he brought that into the year. So, you're right. Yeah. Where COVID was the only issue that made him miss games last year. They were 7-9, and and they're a couple bounces away from being a 9-7 and team. Now, 9-7 and doesn't sound great when the other two teams in your division win 10-plus or 10 and 10-plus. But, again, we're just talking about how depleted the roster was. Mm -hmm. I think the Patriots are going to... You know, show some show some people that they're still there. Um, maybe Belichick's one last hurrah. We'll see what happens. Just like maybe one last pocket of years is what mm-hmm. I mean. You know, I like what they did with, with some of the. Uh, I like what they did on the offensive side of the ball. It reminds me of the Gronk and Aaron Hernandez two tight end type of a uh, uh, setup. Now you have Johnu Smith and you have Hunter Henry, two guys that are not slouches. Yeah. To push back a little bit on that. Gronk's probably the best tight end of all time. No, I'm just saying in terms of the way the offense is right, run. The, the the scheme of it, the two tight ends, yeah, I get that. But I also think, like, you know when people always say that teams want to do what the Warriors do? Like, shoot a bunch of threes and mm-hmm. have, like... It's like, yeah, but they also got the two best shooters of all time. But so look, it's easier yeah, said yeah. than done. And, and Aaron Hernandez was a great football player. Legend, off the field, a lot of chaos. But them two together were... Ridiculous. Yeah. I would always say that Gronk was the better tight end. Aaron Hernandez was a better football player because they could split him out wide. In Florida, he was getting like handoffs and shit. They do end arounds. Like he was a more explosive tight end and he could block. <laughs> Gronky, Gronky couldn't, just couldn't tackle. Yeah, he just couldn't stop him. Fucking yeah. polar bear. I mean, shit, bear. you saw what he did in the Super Bowl too. Caught a touchdown. Yeah. Um, uh, subtraction. You could go first. Sam Darnold. Okay. Am I stubborn for still holding on to, to Sam Darnold? No, nah, my subtraction's Adam Gase. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me just finish on Sam Darnold. I think he's another example of like what we said about Cam, right? Is it was he bad because of the pieces around him, or was he bad because he's just bad? I think we're gonna find out very quickly in Carolina for him yeah. because I think he has a lot of weapons on his team. Absolutely. And a lot of very good weapons, borderline elite. DJ Moore, I would say he's like very on close the cusp, to very close. on the cusp of being like a top ten wide receiver. McCaffrey is a top three to five running back in the league, and I think Darnold. It was just a, it was just a broken marriage. It was a marriage where all your friends know that you're going for a divorce, but you're just holding on to trying to like, yo, let's go on this vacation together, rekindle the marriage, but it's still just quiet. I think both can be true. I think. He could have played better, but I also think he wasn't set up for success. I think both can be true because, I mean, I watched every Jet game, and there's plays that he continued to make. He continued to make the same mistakes, right? And granted, it doesn't help when you have a shitbag head coach that's calling shitbag plays, and you have shitbag receivers, right? Like, I, I understand. Like, you're not setting him up for success. That's why I'm excited about what they're doing now because they're building from the offensive line. They're going to get weapons, right? I like what they're doing. They didn't do that for Sam Darnold. So I think both can be true. 
I think the expectations for Sam Donald were higher than what the reality was supposed to be. Like, he was the three pick. We traded up for him. He was... he Coming out earlier in the draft process, Baker Mayfield wasn't the number one guy. It, it was Sam Donald. Yeah. And then, as kind of... I don't know what happened, but throughout the process, the evaluation process, teams, some put Baker Mayfield higher and, and, and whatever the case is. So I it think- had to be Baker's charisma. The more, it, the more it's aged, it had to be like his swag, his bravado. He seems like more of an alpha than Darnold too. Yeah. Maybe because he's more in the limelight, but I mean, he is in New York, but like Baker had that swag and charisma of, yo, I'm the fucking man. And also for all the shit that people want to talk about Baker, all of his teammates love him. For all of the shit that he gets for, oh, he, it's, he's a me guy. He wants to spot this, that. Everyone loves him from Oklahoma all the way through. Mm. So that's kind of one of those narratives that people are trying to kind of get out, get out, get out, you know, because um, he's well, he's loved by all of his teammates. So I think Sam Donald's going to have a solid career. I just think that the expectation was he can carry your team and he's not. And there's nothing wrong with that. How, yeah. how many NFL quarterbacks are there in the league can carry an offense? Three. I think. Yeah. I, I'd maybe say there's a couple more in, in different ways. Like, Oh, you put me on the spot. So just off the top of my head, the ones that I came to mind were Rodgers, Mahomes, and Wilson. Okay. What about, and again, not in terms of throwing the ball as a whole, but what about like Lamar Jackson? Because Lamar Jackson is not really surrounded with elite pieces, but he's winning MVPs. He's taking his team to the playoffs, 10 wins. He can carry a team with his running ability and, of course, what he can do with his arm. Probably get a little Josh Allen in there too. Josh Allen. There, and I think that the perception was was Donald can be one of those types of guys, an elite quarterback. It's not to say he can't be a very good quarterback and mm. you have to put guys around him. So I just think the expectations were a little too high. He, he kind of checks off all the boxes of having a Tannehill kind of career. Though Tannehill had a lot more success than he did in Miami because he made the playoffs, won double-digit games. Donald hasn't done either. But I do think I do see a lot of similarities. You buy low, a real buy low, not a DeAndre Hopkins you gave up, fantasy buy low. You gave up what? A third round pick and a f- yeah. I don't even know what they gave up. Not much. Not much. So fascinated. Fascinated to see a subtraction though. Adam Gase. Did we talk about it? He's a bum. Get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Uh, Terrible coach. Another addition is watch watch some of the guys that are still on the Jets have some breakthroughs. Maybe a Denzel Mims. Yeah. Even though I'm hearing from a B rider that I know from the Jets that he's on the outside looking in. Elijah Moore. It's Elijah Moore season. Fifty I mean, to one to be t- rookie. I'm going to talk about him a bunch. Uh, yo, Chris Herndon. Finally, right? If, if maybe this ain't the year, you, you lose that that Adam Gase stench, and you're yeah. able to have a little breakthrough. Um, was it too long ago where that dude was like balling out with Darnold? Yeah. A couple, yeah. The one that that second half of the season, they went six and two. They finished the year seven and nine, and everyone was yeah, like a six seven catch game. He's fantasy football darling. Everyone, that's one of those guys. Um, but uh, yeah, subtraction, Adam Gase, not even close. If you love listening to us here on Veterans Minimum, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or, if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, 
and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month. That is the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. As someone who has been doing a podcast for a very, very long time, and even prior to being a part of Blue Wire, when I would upload either the Jerks or VM or Degeneration Bets, it would cost me $15 a month, sometimes more, and I wasn't getting all this extra shit that is being offered here with the Hustle program. So this is dope, and it's well worth your money. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about your favorite team, then make your voice heard in Hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box in the episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. Storyline. AFC East, for me, it's a takeover for the young QBs. Josh Allen's still young. Zach Wilson, your boy. Mac Jones waiting. In the wings. Tua. Now, no more Fitzpatrick. You fucked this up. Like, nah, you're going to be out there the whole time, man. You're going to embarrass yourself. There's no more, like, pulling the, sh- the, yeah. the plug on you early. So I think these young QBs, it's very important to see what you got, obviously. But also, what do you do the ensuing off-seasons if you do have your quarterback, right? Do you do the Buffalo Bills approach where you bring in Stephon Diggs and John Brown and Cole Beasley and all these guys because you know that your guy needs to be surrounded by weapons? Or do you draft another quarterback? Yeah. And I think in, in my storyline is Tua. It's not the quarterbacks in the division. It's Tua as a whole. Tank for Tua was the thing. Hey, y'all asked for this. No, no, no. Tank for Tua was the thing. It turns out he's the third best quarterback of the class. Or, or, or of, the, of, the, of that batch, I guess, right? It's clear, unfortunately. that. Do you think, do you, do you think there's any question? Like do you who, who I would take from the bunch? Who was the third, right? Oh yeah. Without it's like you don't have an, there's nothing Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, not yeah. much he can do, right? Yeah. So I think that is a cloud that's hovering over the franchise and as if a he, whole. And if he didn't get injured, I'd say Burrow and Herbert were, would be a lot closer. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think it's I think it's them two at the top, and then I think there's a gap between two. Yeah. They pulled them twice last year, right? Mm-hmm. In the offseason, he goes on the record, and I think he earns I think he earns brownie points for this. He goes on the record and says, I wasn't comfortable calling the plays. He goes, uh, Miami Herald, I think the guys here last year were phenomenal. I didn't have the comfortability checking plays, alerting plays, and doing all of that. He rolled with he would roll with a play even if he knew it didn't work because he didn't know the playbook. He was still trying to make it work. I didn't know the playbook well, yada yada yada. I think that helps that that helps him get over in the locker room because guys know. Guys know when you're lying. Guys know when you know the playbook or not. So I think that'll help him with other guys in the locker room. But it's very true. They bring in Will Fuller. They bring in Waddle. It's similar to the Giants in the, in the NFC East. Um, they're putting the pieces around him. No excuses. Let's see what you got. Healthy. An elite defense, right? Um, it's, it, that's my 
That's my storyline is Tua because they were all over the Deshaun Watson conversation. They were all over it. They had the pieces. They had the picks. They were the most likely candidate to be able to get him. Yeah. So I think that kind of just throws a curveball into this whole thing. If he has a bad year, do they try to trade for him in the offseason if all of that clears up with Watson? Do they just draft another quarterback? I'm so fascinated by Tua and what happens there. Yeah, he's my player to watch for this division. And I think also, you know, he's sort of, if he's shown any flashes, he's a second-year quarterback. And we like the second-year quarterback from a betting perspective. He's 60-1 to to win MVP. I'm not going to go out and say that that's a pick or that's something I would bet on. But if you look at the pieces around them, right, you got Will Fuller who finally stayed healthy last year. He but just got popped for the suspension. Things didn't miss the first game of the year. Yeah, because it carries over. So you got Wolf Fuller. You got Jalen Waddle. People are forgetting about Devontae Parker, who I think is a very he's a very solid wide receiver, and he's perfect for— He'd be a great two, right? He's, he's great to complement this offense because you have all the speed. You need a guy that can make a play as far as like big body, traffic, yeah. big body, high point guy. And then you have like Grant, that slot receiver— the Gasecki as well. Gasecki, who I think might have a monster year, especially when now all all of these weapons. Gaskin, my guy, picked him up on waivers last year, rode me all the way to the playoffs. He was very very solid. One people he put up like thirty two points in the in the championship against the Raiders. Fucking went bananas. But I think Tua. Look, you asked for this as an organization. It was tank for Tua, tank for Tua. You got him. You surrounded him with some pieces, and. I think he just needs to be that guy that you're you're asking for because you just invested a lot in him. Because not only did you invest a fifth round pick in him, and then also what about this? Herbert went after, so you know that that's going to be played into the whole talking point. Yeah, and also I do feel like fair or not fair, fair yeah. that's that's just how it's going to be, right? You always, I mean, we're Knicks fans, right? How many times have we been like, oh my god, they could add Curry one pick before and shit like that. But this is the case where they took the guy before. He he they took the wrong guy. They took the wrong guy. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. not like, you know, Herbert was there for them. So like the charges in this case got the guy that they didn't think they were gonna get, right? Yeah. But like with the Dolphins, you made that decision. Um player to watch. Just the Buffalo Bills running back room. To give a little bit of a teaser, that's what I picked for the Bills when we do it on Patreon. I wanted to push back. You had made a comment about like the Bills' weapons. Diggs is, 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 a, is a number one receiver. I like Cole Beasley. I don't think they have like a top half of the NFL skill guys. Oh. Other than Diggs? Like, we, we talk about this all the time. Three receivers and a running back, or two, however you want to slice and dice it. I guarantee you if we go down the NFL, the Bills group, I don't know if they'd be at the, in the, at the top half of the NFL. And the, and the reason I'm saying all of this is because Josh so you're Allen, saying that there's 16 better offensive s- groups than Buffalo? Man. And look, maybe it's close. But I'm just saying, I don't think they've surrounded him with elite talent. Like, he's done so much by himself. He's their running game. Yeah, and inside the, the red zone, he's, he's like... He's their, their running yeah, back, yeah, essentially. Yeah. And we know what he can do with the ball. You know, I, I hear what you're saying. I think my only pushback is that I think Diggs is like a top five wide receiver. So he's so high up 
it off balances the rest. That it kind of makes up for what's not there. Right? That's fair. Like, that's like how I feel about Green Bay. Now, I know they have Aaron Jones, but I'm talking about just like the wide receivers. Adams is so fucking good that it just elevates the rest of them. So yeah. I feel like Diggs is the same way. And look, they also added Manny Sanders. Who is not, who's been on like the fourth team in four years. And that's what I was going to say about John Brown. John Brown's solid, but how many teams has he been on the last three, four years? Like, yeah. he, it's just, Josh Allen is the entire offense. And Brian Dayball's back. I thought he was going to take the job with the Chargers, the offensive coordinator of the Bills. Oh, I would have loved that. I would have felt so much better with my Ju- Justin Herbert take. And, um... I just, even if Josh Allen, we'll talk about this a little bit, but even if Josh Allen regresses a little bit, he's still going to be a top five quarterback. Because you can make the argument he was a top three last year. Like, if you can make the argument if if Rodgers didn't do what he did, Josh Allen was the MVP. And you laughed at me. I gave him out his pick. But yeah. He really yeah, put I'm it, never laughing at you again for MVP picks. He put it all together last year, man. And granted, he has a really great coordinator and, and you know, so on and so forth. But... Um, on their offense, their weakness is probably the running game. Oh, it's not. That's not even. Devin close. Singletary. You got Zach Moss. Get Matt Breida. It's not exactly like nothing. He's the most like twenty touch for sixty eight yard running back in the league. Does anyone know? That's at me. That's at <laughs> me. So, yeah, that's 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 the gist of that. Man, this division, right? It was. It was so Patriot heavy throughout the years. I think last year I even picked New England to win that division because I felt like I'm going to trust Belichick and the infrastructure. And I'm going to trust the fire up, fired up cam. You know, Buffalo started off the year 7-3, um, and three, and then they won six straight games to close out the year. So they got hot right there. And then if you think about it, they should have won that Cardinals game if it wasn't for the Hale Murray. But... I'm just fascinated. The biggest thing for me, and just to pivot back a little bit to the storyline, is I want to see what happens with these young quarterbacks, man. Yeah. Because if think about think about if all these guys end up hitting their potential, and they're like, Dolphins are happy with Tua. He plays at a high level. Jets don't need to worry about quarterback for the foreseeable future. They Mac don't. Jones steps in. You're talking about a division that got four really good quarterbacks. Yeah. And if good. it works out that way. Whereas it was always like everyone was chasing Brady. Everyone needed to find their Bra- find someone to compete with Brady. Brady's gone, and now everyone has a good quarterback. That'd be a subplot that would be fun to monitor moving forward. Yeah. It's kind of like the AFC North in a way. You got your Lamar. You got your Baker. You got your Burrow. And then just the Steelers need their guy. But generally speaking, three of the four are mad young. Yeah. Yeah, but like Flacco had some really good years for Baltimore. Oh, no. I'm just saying like in terms of having your quarterback set up for the next 10 years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same yeah. deal. Same deal. Yeah. Well, there you have it. AFC East. We'll be doing team by teams on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. Shout out to all the members of the Patreon. We got Nick Chavez. Christopher Velasquez, Corey Johnson Hoops, Derek Plates, Ryan Pisner, my guy Piz, Buffalo Gang. Six weeks without smoking bogeys. Nice. Congrats. Congrats, yeah. Hopefully when Buffalo's down 28-0 in a playoff game, you don't go back to your old ways. You know, the stress be adding up. They they would have played better than the uh they would have been a better it would have been a they would have played the Bucks better, I think. 
than the Chiefs? You don't think so? No, not at all. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Mahomes was all fucking running all over the place. That offensive well, may, line was may, bad. Yeah, because of the offensive line. That's what, that's what I was saying. Oh, yeah. All, all things considered, yeah. Not yeah, I would agree yeah, of course. Not Daniel Gibson, Derek Platies, Devin Rendon, Corey Johnson. Oops, sorry if I mentioned your name twice. Whatever. Double the love. Double the love. Double the love. Uh, Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. A lot of extra content. We're wrapping it up. Ramping it up. I think I said the same thing twice. I'm and but we're also wrapping it up. Too. We are wrapping it up. Always wrap it up. And where can they find you? I M P Y seven one eight on Twitter and Instagram. You already know. Catch you guys next time. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com